Okay, so here we go. Ta-da. Ta-dee. Ta-da, ta-da. I think okay. that we are going to be good to go now. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. I are you sure? I feel like this butt plug's going to go all the way up my hoo-ha. Or not my hoo-ha. My <laughs> asshole. <sighs> well, maybe you should use one of the rubber ones. <laughs> the big flange. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. People are going to be in for a surprise at the end of this show. Just a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're either going to have a successful attempt at using something that's not a sex toy, or you're going to destroy your vagina and asshole. Yeah, let's not do that. I really am not looking forward <laughs> to that happening. Well, I guess we're going to have to wait and see, huh? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Let's get going. All right. It's a pineapple party. Oh, and we got polyamory, too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that, too. It's the Kitchen Sink E&M and Kink Podcast. All right. Now uh, that you got your titties out. I mean, they should be out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. They weren't out in the beginning. Well, because... The, why do I always have to do all the work? Because it was a whole outfit. Jesus. That I was trying on. Okay. So, like, I had to keep it on. Uh-huh. Well, the oh, titties are out now. Yeah, it's so. off now. <laughs> titties are out. All right. So, we got a pretty fun show. We do. Tonight. So, uh, make sure that you stick around to the end. We have a fun new segment that uh, is going to be called, That's Not a Fucking Sex Toy. Yep. <laughs> and Tink is going to uh, be using something that's not a sex toy mm -hmm. and see if it's doable would, or not yeah if you guys uh should use it or not in a bind yep so because we all know ladies we sometimes we just got to get off one way or another we got to figure it out yep so for all you hoes out there that need some advice on what to use when you don't have uh your bob around <laughs> tink's gonna help you out and let you know what you can use mm-hmm but that's going to be at the end of the show. Uh, we got our swing stuff to go through and polyamory. And of course, we got some kink and BDSM. So we're going to get started here with our swing topic, which is going to be uh, when do you know it's time to take a step back from the lifestyle? Oh, we definitely see that a lot, um, especially in all the groups that we're in where we'll be watching and people will be like, I'm going to be stepping back or we've decided that we're, we're not going to be as active anymore. And you know, a lot of times you're kind of like, Hmm, I wonder what led up to that. Well, uh, usually it's after big parties like Halloween. It really is. And now this is my theory. Uh, okay. I am by no means saying I'm an expert on lifestyle psychology, <laughs> but, uh, is there even such a thing? You know, I bet there is. I mean, any, any day. Or, I mean, there are therapists who specialize in non-monogamy, so. Yeah, so they probably do have some kind of an aspect of, you know, behaviors. Right. Uh, but in my experience, I have noticed after major parties, uh, especially Halloween, mm -hmm. when people get really drunk, um, they drink way too much, they play a lot more than they normally would mm. at a regular, you know, theme party. Mm-hmm. And boundaries get crossed. Uh, people get pissed. Yeah. Uh, stuff just happens that... They weren't really prepared for. They were not ready for it. And in the week after thanks or after Halloween, mm -hmm. uh, you see a lot of this every year. And this year is no different. We've already seen like four people, you know, posting that, hey, we're taking a step back. And, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and if you feel it's right for you that's exactly what you need to do yeah and i feel like too um a lot of times people need to take a step back because like you said when you do these parties especially the holiday ones they're huge events they're long weekends and you get kind of burnt out um just from you know trying to make it to all of the events or going to ones that are held over multiple days that you just kind of need that time to take a step back and just kind of recenter yourself 
do you for a little bit and then come back in once you're like fully charged again. Absolutely. Um, now for you, Tink, Mm -hmm. what is something that you feel is a good reason that a couple should take a step back, you know? Well, I feel like something that would make it where a couple needs to take a step back is where they kind of feel like they're overwhelmed. Um, whether it be that something happened that didn't sit very well between one partner or another, or if it's one of those where they came into something that they weren't expecting, I guess you could say, and that just kind of made them need to take a step back and kind of think about what it is that they either want to continue pursuing in the lifestyle or if maybe it's not that direction and they need to come together as a couple and decide, okay, we, I don't want to go this route and we need to try to stick more this direction. Okay. Uh, so being overwhelmed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I, I feel like leading up to Halloween, mm-hmm. people get like super gung ho when it comes to the lifestyle, like yeah. the weeks and even months leading up to it, like mm-hmm. August to October you see a huge influx of people being active in the groups and on SLS and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of it too is burnout. Like they're just burnt out on lifestyle shit because they're living and breathing it 24 seven for months. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, there's a lot going on, especially when they're involved with multiple different groups on social media and they could be on SLS, they could be oh, yeah. having hot dates and leading up to a huge party. There is definitely where, I mean, it's just kind of like screen time where you just, you get too much exposure and you just need to take a step back and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we're just human beings, so it's natural for that to happen. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, for us, we definitely fell into that early in our swinging uh, career mm-hmm. where, you know, it was basically all we talked about, all we did online, yeah. you know, every weekend was a hotel party. It seemed like it definitely was. And I, I think that was probably a hindrance because you were totally new to the lifestyle mm-hmm. and you have a tendency to like dive head first and then like backpedal later on. Right. So, and that happened quite a few times in the beginning. Yeah. Cause I didn't know what it was exactly that I was looking for or what I was going to expect with it because, you know, like I never been to some of these parties before and there's a lot of people and I'm not used to that either. So, um, they're well, definitely... and you were the center of attention pretty much everywhere we went. Right. And I was not used to that either. Yeah. So that was definitely kind of like, not necessarily like throwing me to the wolves, but like, I just kind of felt very overwhelmed with all of it, especially like, because, you know, I was new to that and we were doing so many things and we were so involved right away. Um, I think even for me definitely there was a little bit of that burnout yeah and we probably took a step back i'd say three times yeah about that yeah and the first time was in that first year Mm -hmm. because we just had so much bad luck with unicorns yeah um and then of course the burnout of doing all the parties every other weekend and (laughs) setting everything up yeah and then uh the second and third times that we took a break mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure was due to the fact that you were just being super selfish yeah and i was dealing with jealousy yeah. and i think that was like my major battle that i had with it right because you could do all the things mm-hmm. and have a great time and mm-hmm. it was perfectly fine but then when I would get an opportunity, you would be super jealous and get cranky and yeah, like not so much at the event. It would be the day after or the week after yeah, and you would just be like super bitchy and we'd have to sit down and have like a two hour long conversation about what was going on. Mm-hmm. And 
I gave you the opportunity every time. Like, do you want to stop doing this? And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You definitely gave me the opportunity every time. And, you know, I think I wanted to keep pursuing it because I knew that in the end it was something that I wanted, but there was just a lot of the unknown and to work through the jealousy that I had was difficult for me. And that's understandable. I mean, because you were totally new to non-monogamy when we got together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we explained in our intro podcast, uh, I've been non-monogamous since I was a teenager. Right. And it was completely new to me. And when we started dating, I told you right up front, like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I can do that. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> I think I can do that. <laughs> Little did I know what I was getting myself into. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to say that you handled it fantastically, but no, you also really. <laughs> haven't, you know, handled it terribly either. I'm sure I could have handled it better at times. Well, it's hard to say that when like, you have nothing else to like compare it to. Like you have no foundation to work off of. It was all just new all the time. Yeah, I mean, in that aspect, it, it does make it kind of hard for me because you know I was used to just me and one other person and that I mean yeah of course when I did my own thing it was different because you know I was a single person I wasn't involved in the lifestyle I was just seeking love in all the wrong places right and like we had talked about uh you never really felt like you were super monogamous because you could like just jump from guy to guy yeah. Like the second they. The second, like, we, he no longer showed interest in me. I was already on to the next one. Under the next one. <laughs> Sometimes over. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's kind of like what I had to keep reminding you where. Yeah. Like, you, you were had... basically were like, that's not normal. <laughs> like, yeah. for mean, a vid- vanilla person, that's not normal. You don't do things like that. Right. I mean, like, when you're basically cheating on your boyfriend to get the next boyfriend. I mean, they were really close. It wasn't really cheating. It was like, I broke up with one and like that night <laughs> No, going out with somebody else. No, it was like a week later. I was talking to somebody else. No, I know for a fact that you were talking to other people, like while you were still dating, like, you may not, you, you may not have slept with anybody while you were dating somebody, I except mean, when I, we met. If I, <laughs> We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, so there might have been a couple that I was still dating somebody and I was talking to another person, but I didn't like hook up with them. I didn't sleep with them. I didn't see them until I was actually like that relationship ended. But it very well could have been within that week of that ending right. that I got together with the other person I was talking to. Next day. It was only a few times. Right, but so you lived that yeah. type of lifestyle as a younger woman mm-hmm. and uh then when you got like free reign to basically do whatever you wanted mm-hmm. in this lifestyle you took full advantage and had all kinds of experiences i did uh basically every event or party we went to you had experiences of some sort yeah yeah like whether it was female or male or whatever mm-hmm. you had experiences meanwhile you were not having I any. was not having any. <laughs> Which I feel that also can cause the issues where people are wanting to take a step back from being in the lifestyle for a little while because, you know, one a partner is getting more attention than the other one, which we've talked we've touched based on that before. Right. But which where it happens all the time in this lifestyle. I mean And it does. And men are never going to get the same amount of attention as a female unfortunately no unless they're like a supermodel with a porn star dick that is the only way yeah a male is going to get equal attention as a female yeah or if they're a famous person then of course every female at a party is going to be like i want to fuck them just to say that i fuck them right but i do feel like having a scenario like that can make people want to take a break because you know there's a little bit of a you know separation between you and your partner and communication needs to be had 
about all that and it may not be settled and you just might need to just take that step back to try to, you know, make things a little bit better and come back in on the same page again whenever you're both ready. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's kind of why we took our breaks because, you know, I didn't enjoy going anymore. Going because I never did have any experiences or when I did, it wasn't fun because I knew I was going to deal with you later. Right. And you were already like setting yourself up for not having a good time because you were looking for what I was going to behave like after. Right. And I'm really glad that that is over with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it is. That was a rough like couple years. Yeah, it was, it was a little rough. But I mean, now thankfully with a lot of communication Mm -hmm. and a lot of patience, like we're over that. Yeah. Um, we really only had one issue, uh, as far as like us playing with somebody else that actually caused an issue between us. Yeah. And that was you and another male. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, the issue wasn't you playing with another male. Right. It was how that all went down. Right. And the communication that was not very clear. Right. It was you telling me one thing for a long time and then basically doing a complete 180 mm-hmm. and not saying anything. And then when you guys would play, you wanted me to play with you, but you totally ignored me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And that was definitely a failure on my end. And I even did that when we had a, like a unicorn with us who mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what to do with myself So I would excuse myself, which made the situation not ideal. And I didn't really think much of it. And like in the other scenario, like I wasn't including everyone in the same amount. So like nobody was getting the same amount of attention. And now I know how to better prioritize so that each individual is receiving something. And it's not just one-sided. Right, because you know, in a group play situation, like obviously if one person is getting nothing, mm-hmm. they're not going to feel involved at all. Right. You know, and I mean, maybe for some guys, you, you know, that do the hot wife thing, mm-hmm. they may be totally into that where they don't want any attention from the wife. Right. Like they just want to sit and watch. But, you know, I'm, I'm not like that. I mean, I'm not real big on playing together anyway. Mm-hmm. So when you ask me to do that and then I get nothing out of it, You're I'm like, like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm going to go like have a drink or yeah. go watch TV or something. I don't know. But yeah. So hopefully, you know, that will remain in the past and not happen anymore because we had a very lengthy discussion about that. Yeah. That was a very long one. A good year or two yeah so just to let you people out there know that if you're new i mean expect shit like this Mm -hmm. like this is not all rainbows unicorns and orgasms here no like Like you're gonna get shit handed to you that you're not even expecting let alone you know you're gonna hear all kinds of stories but you're gonna end up coming across your own and you'll have to figure out what works best for you and your partner Absolutely, because this is not a one size fits all. Like you have to find what works for you mm-hmm. and do that. I mean, will it change over time? More than likely. Right. I mean, we started out where we only played with women mm-hmm. because you didn't want another guy. Then that evolved to we're going to add in guys. Mm-hmm. And you started off with soft swap. Right. Now, it's full swap and I mean even separate rooms and all that shit so it's gonna change but you just have to go with the flow and do what works for you and your partner and if your partner says something's not working for them you have to communicate and keep your partner in mind when you make decisions in the lifestyle yeah and also too, like respect the fact that they're having an issue and you know, make the changes that you need to make them comfortable again 
and either pursue things in the lifestyle or completely step out. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I was getting at is you have to keep them in mind. Like, if they say they don't want you to kiss somebody Mm -hmm. and you find someone who wants to play, but they really want to kiss and won't play if they can't, like us, Right. then you can't sit there and kiss somebody. (laughs) Right. You can't do that. That doesn't work. And piss off your spouse. (laughs) Nope. Don't piss off your other half that sleeps in bed with you at night. Bad things could happen to you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's not cool. And to me, I mean, that's, it's basically a form of cheating because you're doing something against what what, they said, what you and your partner have discussed is okay in your relationship. So, I I mean, don't be a shitty person and don't intentionally cross boundaries. Mm -hmm. If it happens unintentionally, Hey, things do happen like that. But as long as you guys talk it out and you know, you know where you went wrong, you know what to do in the future. Right. No harm, no foul. Right. So if you're feeling like, you know, you're overwhelmed or you're burnout or you get, you know, insanely jealous all the time, even after you and your partner have spoken about it and tried to fix the issue, then I would say it's definitely time to take a step back and about reevaluate if this lifestyle is right for you. I agree. Okay. So that was a good segment. All right, so what do you got for us for polyamory? So our polyamory is focused on the monopoly and the success or the failures that can come with it. Hmm. Success and failures. Yeah. What do you got? (laughs) Well, mine is a whole bunch of failures because I've tried to date females by myself and it, uh, it never seems to go very far. And I don't know if it's because... Either their spouse isn't a hundred percent okay with it, or they want to also date me, and that's not what I'm going after. Oh, so they're looking for a unicorn, and like, and they just, don't, and they don't say that. So, like, it's just like the the wife right. or the girlfriend comes in, and they're unicorn hunting, yes. and they're using the female as bait. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah, or the what I have come across is who I do find attractive, and I would like to have a relationship with. They end up either not being by or because of you know family or friends and the persona that they want to be perceived by they won't divulge themselves or you know they won't allow themselves to actually express that they are into females right and i mean that's kind of been the same issue we've had for a triad situation we we definitely have um it definitely seems that friends and family and what they think about them is really what deters a female from wanting to actually be completely happy with herself and who she is attracted to and who she's in love with and, you know, what she needs out of life. Right. So, I mean, in your case, it's definitely very uh, similar on the mono side as compared to like the triad side. It is, yeah. For me, uh, I've had some success in mono dating. Yeah. In mono poly. Um, Where it goes downhill is after a couple months usually when the other female. The honeymoon phase wears off. (laughs) So when I'm in a V, you know, I'm still with you Mm -hmm. and I'm dating girl B. Mm -hmm. She eventually wants more time than I can give yeah, or more attention than I can give. Mm-hmm. And you do really well with trying to yeah, communicate I, and try to see them and try to see me and kind of I, delegate where you can. I, th- I think I do really good at it, which is why I keep it to two. Right. I was just going to say, you can't do three. I know you can't, No, <laughs> but you can definitely do two. Right. And I tell them up front, like, this is what I can do. Right. And and they know about me. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> it's not like I'm going anywhere. But a lot of times they end up wanting me all to themselves after a couple months because, I mean, not to 
be conceited or anything, but I'm a really good boyfriend. I was just going to say, you're a great guy and like you treat them like nobody else does. So they're kind of like, oh shit, he's the one. Right. And (laughs) they want all the monogamous stuff with me. Which you can't give. Which I cannot give them. And I, I tell them that right up front. So that's when, you know, things usually end. Now, do you think that the reason why it goes for like really good for a couple of months is because they feel that after that amount of time, they feel like they can change your decision on being poly and that you would be monogamous and leave me to be with them. Possibly. Or it could just be that, uh, they've had enough good dick that they're willing to, uh, to lose it at that point. Like they've got their quota. Oh, oh, so like they've they've had their three to four months of really good fucks. Yeah. And if they can't get you to stay with just them, then they'll be like, all right, well, I'm out. Yeah. But actually, usually I'm the one who says I'm out. Is that because they get crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like once they start doing the whole jealous crazy thing, I'm done. Well, you had that one. Wasn't she like yelling and screaming at you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well... And then there was the one too, uh, that I didn't really date, but like we talked for a long time and then we went on a date yeah. and like, then she just blocked me. Like, Oh, that one. Yeah. Like she said she wanted to date me. Yeah. And then blocked me. Yeah. That's really weird. It's like, and you guys did talk for a while, but yeah, I remember you went out for, yeah, we went to the bar. Yeah. That was all right. You went out and for went drinks. back to her place. Yeah. And then she blocked me. Huh? So, yeah. That was a weird one. She was weird. <laughs> she was a cute girl, though. The cute ones always are weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind weird, but... Not it, the crazy weird. Yeah, not crazy weird. Yeah. So, for me, like, that's always been the big thing, is when they try to, you know, get me to themselves, mm-hmm. and they start acting jealous and crazy, I'm out. You can only deal with one crazy. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, for some people... Monopoly works, you know, because yeah, for some people it really works well and for others, not so much. And yeah. I, I definitely think living where we live is a major hindrance to us dating separately, you know, like in yeah. a B. I mean, cause like we're not really monopoly because we're both poly. Right. But, but if we, because if like you could find somebody, but I can't, and that's where we would be falling into the category of the monopoly. Right. It's not that we and want to versa. be, but that's it, how it would be. Right. And I, I do agree in this area. It's definitely uh, very much shunned upon. Um, yeah. And I can't, I, I, I couldn't have a girlfriend and walk around holding hands with her in public because. Like, I mean, you, you could, but people would be like. What the fuck you doing? Homo. Lezzy. You know, I mean, they just might. I'm sure they would. <laughs> I mean, hell, they got pissed around here because there was a little like, uh, oh, gay festival. Yeah, the one the before park. Halloween. Yeah, like it was like a fuck? pride festival or something. Yeah, but from all intents and purposes, it turned out very well. Well, that's good. Yeah, nobody, I didn't get to hear the update on that. Nobody caused Interfered any issues. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, uh, the people here in town. Had a nice little festival. Cool. Nobody gave him shit. So oh. good for them. Yes. I like to hear good news like that. Because Me too. Especially, you know, when you live in an area where like, you know, you would you want it to be for, you know, your kids to grow up because it's supposed to be a really good area. You also want all aspects of it to be good. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for me, I mean, I'm not gay right. or bi, but I'm married to you mm-hmm. and you are by right so you are a part of the alphabet mafia yeah and much. i need to support that i mean i appreciate it and i'm sure everybody else does too because you don't have to be a part of it but you know it's nice to know that you're supported and somebody has your back for the ones who are so strongly against it right and one of my good friends here in town uh he is also gay and i love him he is he, he's, he's an, an awesome, awesome guy awesome uh, I can't wait to have him on the show. That's going to be awesome. 
He needs to do it like ASAP. I know. Like, <laughs> we need to get that gay southern twang down. Oh, my oh. gosh, yes. There is just something about it. Okay, so I know this is, like, going down a little rabbit hole. So, speaking of that, there is that photographer that's in Birmingham mm-hmm. that I, f- I can't remember his name, but he does all the boudoir and mm-hmm. he has the farm and I just love watching his TikToks and him talking in this gay Southern accent. I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm in love with you. Can I like hook you up with my friend, please? <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. I bet if he met me, we would end up best friends because that's just oh, what yeah. happens to me. I become yeah, you do. best friends with gay guys. All you do. The time. You totally do. And I think you would because one, you both do photography and you like you could feed off of each other with that. And we both live the farm life. Yep, you both live the farm life. He does barrel racing. I don't you never don't, did barrel racing. No. You did bronc riding and bull yeah. riding. Yeah, the but. only thing I know about barrel racing is uh how to bang the chicks on the horse. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about it. All They're right. pretty easy. I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. They're like a a lame bull. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, uh, so for monopoly people, if you are monopoly, meaning you're polyamorous, your partner stays monogamous, mm-hmm. we would love to hear your story, like yeah. how it works for you. Because personally, we don't know anybody Mm-mm. that is monopoly. No, we, we don't. We just know poly poly people. <laughs> yeah, we just know poly poly people. Poly so people. <laughs> if you are monopoly and would like to share your story with us uh please email us at the kitchen sink enm and kink at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our facebook page on messenger mm-hmm. um it doesn't always give me a notification because it goes to like our our other folder yeah which is weird because the page is attached to my personal yeah facebook account and then it makes me switch accounts to the page account yeah that's how my pixie is too fucking stupid and i never know like and the only time that you know is when you switch over because like you had a notification but it doesn't tell you what that notification is i miss when facebook would put like your business page stuff Mm -hmm. in with your regular messenger like like for my photography business uh it always just people would message me from the photography page and it would show up in my regular messenger i miss that it doesn't do that anymore now I got to switch to a, a an account that's not a different account. That's right. It's not a different account. It's like linked in this other little subworld. Right. But then if you don't switch back, mm-hmm. you don't get any of your notifications for, for, the other one. for Facebook or Messenger on the real right. account. Like, right. It, Mark Zuckerberg, get your shit together. Quit worrying about the fucking metaverse <laughs> and fix Facebook because it fucking sucks. At this point, we should have gone back to the freaking MySpace. Jeez, Tom would never fuck around no. like this. Tom was the man. He really was. Okay. He gave us fucking songs. Yes. We could change our, our, our backgrounds. Yeah. We had like. And we could put people up to eight yeah. in, a, in, a, in a certain category. Or not category, but we could our number our people. Best friends. Yes. And if you were on my shit list, you became number eight. If you weren't on my shit list, you were like one to four. I mean, that's just mm. how it was. Are you sure you didn't just like rate the guys on how good they fucked, like one through eight? Nope, I didn't have the guys on there. It was all girls. Oh, it was all girls. Yeah, the guys didn't make it on my list. Like uh, they were friends, but they weren't on my top eight. Yeah, because you didn't want the, the guys to know who you were fucking. That's what it was. Hell no. They don't even know that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're like, yep, yeah, you're next. <laughs> and you're going to be out the door soon. <laughs> oh. Me off. <laughs> living the whole life. Back in the day. All right. So, uh, let's get into our kink and BDSM topic here. Okay. Uh, we got, yeah, we're about halfway through. So this is going to be a a pretty lengthy topic, I think. Okay. I'm going to try not to make it, but it's, it is what it is when it comes to this shit. Yeah. So with our BDSM and kink, um, subject here, what I wanted to discuss was, what you need to do if you're learning, wanting to learn to become a dominant and the right steps into, into doing that. Who Jesus Lord. I'm going to leave that all on you. Cause you know, you're the dominant. Well, <laughs> okay. So I kind of yeah. told my story in our introduction, how I became a dominant. Right. I actually went to a 
basically a club in somebody's house because that's all there was back then. Wouldn't they be called like munches? No. A munch is in a public place where oh. people just go and meet each other. And oh, this was in a private place. Yeah, this was at somebody's house in their basement. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, totally where, different. Yeah, where <laughs> it was basically a club. Okay. Like they had a dungeon in there. It was there. a private club. Yeah. Okay. Like there was a sitting area and a dungeon area and all that. Okay. Um, But, you know, I had to become a fucking submissive. Oh, how'd that feel? Some old dude. Oh, Oh, how did that really feel? It sucked. Because <laughs> I am not submissive at all. No, you're totally not. And the only thing that kept me, like, going through the training was the fact that the girl I was dating was fucking hot. <laughs> that was the only reason? And she was a porn star. Like, oh. that was the only reason. If it wasn't for that... I would not be a dominant today, guaranteed. Well, I'm kind of glad that you kept going because she was a hot porn star. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> when you're... I'd be shit out of luck if you didn't keep going. When you're 17, 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I hate to tell you, when some 26-year-old chick that is like 4'10 with like perfect tits and a perfect ass says that she wants you to like beat the shit out of her and fuck her like a porn star... Oh. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. going to do what you got to do. Yep. No, definitely going to. So I did. And I got my ass whooped <laughs> all o- the time. I was just going to say, how often? All the fucking time. Because I was a terrible submissive. <laughs> Thankfully, though, when it came to like the sexual stuff, mm-hmm. uh, she did it to me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so like when it came to uh, like the CBT cock and ball torture she would put the shit on me. Okay. When it came to like, you know, butt plugs and all that, she put them in. Okay. Um, anything sexual she did. I never had to do anything sexual to my dominant. Okay. But it was a fucking eye-opening experience. <laughs> like, I will tell you that. I mean, not knowing anything except what you've seen in like movies and stuff. And back then there wasn't many movies that included BDSM. Yeah, definitely. This is back in like early 2000, like 2000. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That was uh, not on Pornhub yet. There wasn't a Pornhub. Yeah. Pornhub was what? 2008? You had to get your porn from LimeWire. Oh, no. And pray to God that you didn't get one of the downloads that the police put their fucking child porn files in so that they could arrest you. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was a whole sting thing back in the day with like LimeWire and Napster and all that shit. I used to use LimeWire. Yeah. The cops would literally put child porn files in like popular downloads. What? Of like porn. You know, like if it was a top porn download. Right. They'd throw child porn in there. And then now they have your IP address. So they would come and raid your shit, take your computer and all that, and then charge you with possessing child pornography when you were just trying to find like uh little hot asian chick getting fucked <laughs> pamela anderson and tommy lee you know like oh my god oh yeah that's it was, fucked up it was crazy like i'm so glad that i didn't really download a whole bunch of shit because i mean i was a computer nerd back then right so and you kind of knew to be careful but at the same time like you couldn't really tell yeah, like I was so worried about viruses from that shit that Yeah. Well that's literally what happened a lot of times. <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't fuck with it. But I know people that actually got in trouble for that. Wow. And like they are technologically retarded. So like there's no way that they knew what they were doing. Right. Like you you literally were just trying to get music or whatever you yeah. were looking for and you would have no idea that it was even in there because you wouldn't even know how to find it. Yeah, and it happened to like 20 people in our area. What? Yeah, like 20 people at the same time. Like they did like a sting operation. Wow. How, I don't even know how that's even freaking legal. Because <laughs> you basically were, you know, yeah, it, trapping. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what people tried fighting. But, you know, when it comes to child porn. You can't. People are like, but it was fuck this. you, weirdo. You know. Right, yeah. So, I mean... I'm not saying that child porn is okay at all. Yeah, so no, don't think not. that. But the way law enforcement went about it in the early days was definitely wrong. Yeah, was 
it fucked up. It fucked up a lot of people's lives. Yeah. So And they're still paying the price for it. Oh yeah. Uh but when it comes to being a dominant, uh I feel the best way is to literally train as a submissive mm-hmm. from a well respected dominant okay. in your community. If you do not have a community, that's where the rest of the stuff that we're going to talk about comes into play. When you don't have anybody that you can go to and say, I would like to learn to be a dominant, but I know I need to train as a submissive first. Right. So if you live in Alabama, you probably would not have a good chance of finding one. Not unless you went to the gay crowd, because I'm sure you might find it there. I'm sure there's some bears that are or dominance that would be more than happy <laughs> to uh, make you their submissive. But uh, if you go that route, all, all I can say is you have to give your 100% to it. Just like you would expect your submissive right, to exactly. give their 100% to you. Exactly. And that's why if you don't have a community, you don't have anybody that you can turn to personally, then my biggest recommendation to a new dominant starting out would be to go on YouTube and find the submissives guide. I loved that. That was what I did all of my submissive research on before. Yes. I fully committed that this is what I wanted. is super knowledgeable Mm -hmm. and she explains things very well. Yep. I, uh, I enjoyed watching her videos. I mean, and I'm not a submissive, but it's great to see how she explains things. Yes, she's very good about explaining the different aspects of being a submissive and why you do a certain thing or how you handle a situation. Yes, she gets into the mental aspect yes, a lot. a lot, and which is really helpful. I mean, that's that's the biggest part of BDSM. Mm-hmm. It so, is, it's all mental. The physical is just the added benefit. Right, and, and that's where new dominants need to shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody cares about, you know, how badass you are or how many fucking floggers you have or mm-hmm. what your cane collection looks like. Nobody gives a shit. Shut up and sit down. Because if you can't dominate somebody's mind, then you're not a dominant. You're just a punk with a bunch of expensive fucking toys. Mm-hmm. Hate to say it, but that's what you are and unfortunately because of this new age of technology there's a lot of internet dominance they learned everything from shitty fet life posts from oh, good old fet life <laughs> from super fake uber doms mm-hmm. who've never actually had any any hands-on experience no and if they did they're fucking quote unquote submissives probably ran away because it was they were like abuse, on the line. I was just gonna say on the line abusive of fucking narcissists. Yeah. So if if you're going to be a dominant for real, like because there's a difference between being dominant in bed mm-hmm. and being a dominant. Right. <laughs> Two totally different things. So if your spouse or your partner says, I want you to be dominant in bed. You really don't have to worry about going through any of this. No. Basically, she just wants you to take charge. I was just going to say that. (laughs) You just read my mind. (laughs) She doesn't want to come up with the positions or the outfits that she's going to wear or the toys you're going to use. She wants you to just do it. Do you just do whatever you want? Put her on the bed. Yeah. Have your way with her. And she's going to go, yes, thank you. And, you know, let her tell you what she wants in bed. Like, Mm -hmm. does she want to be spanked does she want to be choked does she want her hair pulled mm-hmm. you know blah 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 that's all she's asking for you from you now if she says i want to be a submissive to you and you're like i don't know what that is <laughs> can i phone a friend like <laughs> your friend is going to be the submissive's guide on youtube yep and that she will be you can also find a, a couple other websites um one that I have seen and heard decent things about uh, is called Kinky Events. And it is a British website 
So if you Google them, you can find their page and they have all kinds of links to reading resources that you can do for dominance and new dominance. But I caution everybody, take what you read and read something else. Mm-hmm. Like do not take one source as the, the end grail. all be all of BDSM information. Yeah. You want to get as many sources as possible. When you start seeing the patterns of what overlaps, mm-hmm. then you know, okay, that's probably 100% true. true. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but if one website or person is saying, you know, one thing and then all these other ones are saying different things, then you need to dig a little deeper and try to find an older resource, mm-hmm. which there's quite a few books out there as well. Um, I did not list any. I'm not putting any in the show notes because the few I have read, I didn't feel were very good. Okay. As in like they weren't. They focused more on the physical than they did the mental. Okay. So they, in a way, they kind of missed the big piece that kind of brings everything together. Right. And understandably, because that's really hard to write about. Like that's really hard to teach without being in person. Okay. Because the mental aspect of BDSM isn't how you touch somebody. It's how you look at them. Mm-hmm. It's how you speak to them. Yes. It's how your emotions carry over onto them. Yeah. You know, like it's basically how your souls connect with each other. Right. And you can't teach that in a book. Unfortunately, no. I mean, you can describe a encounter that you once had, but it's going to be different. Right, it'll be different for everybody. Yeah, because no one is me, right, and no one is you. Mm -hmm. So we could have two dominants and two submissive side by side doing the same exact scene, and they're going to have two totally different feelings with it. Yeah, it's going to be two different experiences. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's super hard to teach somebody how to be a dominant without being in person and i know like the mentor thing mm-hmm. is hit or miss like I, I feel like it could be a good thing to have a mentor okay but at the same time it depends who it is like if they aren't a good dominant you're not going to be a good dominant right. if you listen to everything that they tell you and you mold yourself after them i i Like, I I want people to get help, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to see people fall into the same shitty traps as the person supposedly teaching them. Right, where they're being misled in such the wrong direction. And that's why I don't really want to be a mentor. Like, I've done it a few times. You didn't like it. But I don't like doing it because what works for me... May not work for them. May not work for them because we have different personalities. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, the way I handle myself is in a very dominant way in my everyday life. Right. So if, some dominance could be completely different. Right. If if they're passive mm-hmm. throughout the day or but, even submissive but, during the day. But then dominant at home. Right. Like I can't teach that like because my form of dominance is almost 24-7. Comes just from inside. Like it's who I am. Right. I mean, I'm dominant at work. Mm-hmm. I'm dominant, you know, in a family setting, like an extended family. Mm-hmm. You know, people are doing things they shouldn't be doing. I, I let people know, you know, I'm not one to sit back and just be like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. I, I speak my mind. That you do. I mean, I, I do it respectfully most of the time. but <laughs> Most of the time. I mean, people are going to know what I have to say. Yeah. But yeah, it's exactly it though. You're you're totally different than anybody else. And that's just how it is because everybody's their own individual. So some people are gonna do better off in one way versus another. And you know, like you said, being a mentor is not really something that you find ideal for you. Um, but for somebody else, it might work for them to find somebody that can be their mentor. Right. So if you do find a mentor, I hope you have some form of community around you that you can vet this person and say, hey, you know, have you seen him play? Right. 
have you known any of his submissives? You know, how long has he been doing this? And have you heard mentored people before? Have you heard any negative things, you know, about his style of dominance? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, does he play safely? Does he treat submissives with respect? Mm -hmm. You know, are his submissives happy after each scene? Do they continue to still be submissives to him or have they left? And what reasons did they leave? Right. I mean, vetting is very important even for dominance you know like whether it's for a submissive that Mm -hmm. they're interested in or for like a mentorship because you need that good solid foundation to learn from and if you're not going to get that you're better off just skipping that (laughs) and doing a whole bunch of reading Mm -hmm. and youtube watching because unfortunately that seems to be the way to go if you don't have a local dungeon so I think that's where I'm going to cut that off because I could literally talk about this <laughs> all night. So um, I think we're going to get into the fun segment. Yeah. Hopefully it's fun. I hope. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to see how this works. So we're going to do, do you have a little jingle or no? No, I don't have a jingle. No jingle yet. Okay. So we're going to do that. That's not a fucking sex toy. So say you go to a party and or do you happen to go on vacation maybe you went to hito and you didn't bring any toys not saying that that'd be dumb i mean that would be (laughs) dumb i mean i'm sure that would not happen or maybe hey for whatever reason you're trying to get your toys with you and they compensate them (laughs) fucking tsa i've seen that happen so if you don't have a toy i'm gonna try using a curling iron a curling iron yes and just so we all know, don't plug that fucking thing in. Yeah. That would be dumb. <laughs> Safety first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> don't plug it in. Leave it unplugged. Make sure it is completely cold. And then I have mine wrapped with silicone, or not silicone, <laughs> with saran wrap. Um, just to make sure, because you don't want to accidentally, like, harpoon yourself with this thing. Yeah, because um, it does have some metal edges where, like, the clip... Yeah, for where it clips onto your hair. So just yeah. to be on the safe side, I just wrapped it with some of the saran wrap. And then I'm going to put a condom over top of it. Yes. So we should see if this works. Yeah, so go ahead and get the shit in the position. Okay. I will uh, keep talking here. So she's going to get up and hopefully not make a ton of noise so that y'all don't have to hear all that nonsense yeah you got to turn it that way and then drop it all the way down so you gotta loosen up and then the bottom one too yeah yeah all the way down okay all right uh might have to move it back just a little bit so that way we can get your whole vajay in the shot yeah so if you've made it this far and you want to actually see this because i'm probably going to edit some of this stuff out because you know uh if you want to see this actually happening make sure you subscribe to the podcast only fans because this is where we put all this crazy shit <laughs> yeah hold that up one more time all right so she's got the curling iron it's wrapped in cellophane and uh, she is about to put the condom on it. All right. Hopefully it fits. Look at that. There we go. It's on. I mean, it should. Yeah, you, you, would, <laughs> you would think the uh, a saran wrap would hold like the rubber on. All right. So she's getting into position now. She's got her bottle of lube. Always lube up. Yes. Always lube up. All right, so I'm going to turn on this other mic. Uh, can you see the other mic there, babe? Yeah. No, you won't have to remove the butt plug. Well, I was not going in. Okay, well, she's she's got it in. But she also has a butt plug in. Yeah, I think the butt plug is hindering it from coming in anymore. Well, you might have to lean back. Because <laughs> I think you're hitting the butt plug by 
going down on that angle. <laughs> yeah, see? Ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> I'm not sure if this would be a good idea or not. So what are you thinking? Like, how does Maybe it... Maybe without the butt plug, there might be better... Okay, so take your butt plug out. I mean, you got it wrapped up pretty good with saran wrap, so. Yeah, I mean, if you accidentally hit it, I guess you'd be okay. <sighs> Playing with your clit a little bit, yeah. That could work. I mean, does it kind of feel like a dick? Kind of. Just really hard, obviously. Yeah, just really hard. I think it could work. I mean, I know, like, you don't prefer super hard dildos. No, I don't. I like something with a little bit more... Bend. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it works. I mean, it feels good. Not great. Is it hitting, like, any of your spots? No. So, what's your favorite spot to to have hit? So, my favorite spot is, like, my G spot. So, like, right up front. But, well, if you angle it just right, I could probably get it. Potentially could work. Right, so... And then my other spot is way up, which I don't think it's going to reach that. Really? You don't think it'll reach? No. Oh, no, it can. I was going to say, I mean, I that's... You just have to, like, pulsate it. That's, well, that's kind of how you fuck me. You, you kind of pulsate yeah. against it. Yeah, yeah, it does reach all the way at the top. Okay. So that's what, like, six and a half, seven inches? Like six. Six? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, like, when we have sex... I mean, if I go deep, deep, like, I can smash my head against yeah. the top. And I'm being, like, gentle because it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, because you're not even using the whole thing. No. You still have, like... Like an inch. Like an inch left. Yeah. But it's definitely doable. It's doable. Like, in a pinch. In a pinch, it will get you there, and you can use your fingers to play with your clit if you're a clit girl, and you could definitely get yourself off of this. Are you going to get off for us? I think I might. She's getting close. Her breathing's changing. She's picking up the speed on her clit. She's got the curling iron pulsing in and out of her vagina. She's getting close. We have the the play mic on the floor next to her. That's it. Good girl. Keep going. Keep going. She's going to go again. Here we go. She's going for number three. Uh, oh, she's being a greedy bitch. Uh, wow, that made you cream. <laughs> well, while you're all fucking turned on, you might as well try and put it in your ass. <laughs> Yeah, you're definitely going to need some lube for that. Yeah, this is a little bit bigger than my butt uh, plug I had in. All right, so she's getting some more lube on the curling iron and putting some on her, her asshole right now. And, okay, she's she's wincing a little bit. I think she can do it. She just came three times, so she should be nice and relaxed. Oh. There it goes. It just poked through. 
adjusting to it right now. There you go. Keep going. Breathe. So she just pulled it all the way out and then put it back in. That's what that ooh and an on is. She's trying to get herself used to it so she can take it deeper. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that's hella hard to get in there. Is it because it doesn't bend? I think so. What if you, like, got on your knees? I can try. Oh, there's, oh, my. So, there's a whole mess on the, on the, on the mat. Okay, so now she's on all fours. Well, on all three, because she's <laughs> yeah. using one hand to insert this curling iron into her asshole. And from where I'm standing, I don't even have a good view. This is bullshit. <sighs> now she's got to use two hands. Oh. And it sounds like it just poked through. Uh-huh. Ooh. And now she's oh. starting to fuck herself with it. Oh. Short little movements, though. She's not getting too crazy yet. I don't think I can go all the way in with it. You don't think? Uh-uh. I think that's as far as I can go with it. Why is that? I think it's part of the... the uh, Where the part of the... The clamp for the hair... Yeah. And then at the very top, there's a plastic, like, cylinder kind of thing, but it has a lip, and I think that lip is, is, is kind of sharp. Oh, okay. And I think I'm feeling it through the wrap and the condom. All right, I'm going to just come over and take a look real quick, okay. see what's going on. Okay, so I got my microphone down here, and I'm going to just help her out just a little bit, and... Push. And we're slowly inserting a curling iron into Tink's ass. There you go. Ah. Uh huh. Yeah, there's. Ah. Definitely, uh. I think there's a part of it that hurts. I think it's the cellophane. That you have crunched up. You think? I think that's what you're feeling. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you just have to, like, get past that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. Uh, All right. I don't think... <laughs> the butt is not going to work. No, because I think of... It's the way you wrapped it in the cellophane. It's not like very flat. You have little wrinkles that added up into big wrinkles. So it's like a big bulge. Yeah. Because I thought it was like, because there's this plastic piece right here, right here, this little knob. Yeah. I, 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 I don't, thought that's what I was feeling. I mean, it might have been, but it was also. It's like, on the other side there too. Yeah. Where it's all bunched up with yeah. the silicone, with the, I keep saying silicone, <laughs> with the saran wrap. Okay, well. So, I mean, it works in the vagina, but not as much in the asshole, unfortunately. <laughs> I was kind of want, hoping it could go in both, because, you know, us ladies like to have both holes filled. Or at least most of us do. That's one thing we've never done with you. We have. Only with toys. We haven't done it with, with two dicks. No, we've we've only done it with your dick and one of my toys. Yeah, so we've never done DP. No, we've done vagina and mouth. Like, yeah, had two 
dicks that way, but mm-hmm. that's it. Nope. All right. So what would you give it? <sighs> like what's going to be your rating system here? All right. So I like doing a rating on one to 10. So okay. one being the not so good at all and 10 being the best. Okay. And I'm going to say that this one falls at a six. A six. Yeah. Okay. So six for vagina and oh, that's gonna be like like a one for a one for trying to shove it in the asshole. <laughs> okay, so because that wasn't no, it was just was not got one. Okay, good deal. So I think that was a good show. I think so. So ladies, if you ever need to in a pinch, use a curling iron. Totally can. Just make sure that you don't have any extra edges that could pre- make it a little difficult to put in your butt if you want it there. Right. And of course, don't plug it in. <laughs> yeah, don't plug it in. <laughs> no doing that. All right, so we're going to have to come up with something else when we do this segment again. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll find something good. So if you guys have any suggestions on what you want to see or hear Tink try to put in her body, <laughs> uh, send us an email and uh, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok or Instagram <laughs> on all of the things that were all on. the fucking things. <laughs> so, all right, guys, we will see you next week. See ya. And that's our show. Everybody, you can find us on our socials on TikTok at K S E N M and kink podcast at tink swings one and at J U S T underscore Pedro 83. We're also on Instagram at K S E N M and kink podcast and of course, you can find us on our OnlyFans at KSENM and Kink Podcast, which for $5.99 a month, you can go behind the scenes when we record our shows and watch all the sexy videos and uh, the toy reviews and all that. We are also going to be streaming live on OnlyFans when we do our recordings on Friday evenings. So be sure to check that out. We'd really appreciate it if you do. Um, and Tink's OnlyFans is at Pixie, P-I-X-I-E-I-N-D-I-X-I-E-69. Pixie in Dixie 69. You can also find us on SLS.com. Our username there is Pedro and Tink. So if you are in Alabama and want to get together, let us know. We appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next week.